Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? It's Thursday. It's uh, Murph here, as you can tell. It's me opening, which means that stocks, unfortunately, was uh, called away last minute. It's just one of those things. Uh, but listen, we've got a great guest for you today. And uh, it's a real privilege to have him on. So I'm not going to be alone. You're not going to have to listen to me straight for, for 40 minutes. So that's uh, that's always a bonus. But uh, today we've got with me um, the author of the 2018 Football Sports Writers Association's Best Fantasy Football Publication. Uh, he's the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, and he's head of Big Guy Fantasy Sports. It's Bob Lung. Bob, how are you doing? Welcome to Five Yard Rush. Thank you. Uh, it's quite an honor to uh, come overseas here and be a part of uh, the new uh, fantasy drive or fantasy excitement that is going on in the uh, Britain and all the surrounding areas. So thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. No, listen, with uh, with the work you do, and we'll get into it. I think it's something that uh, a lot of our fantasy players, I think they'll get the concept pretty easily, but I think the way that you put it across is, is excellent, and then you quantify a thought that people are having. And as as you sort of say, the, the game is growing uh, so much here. It seems to be every year there's just hundreds of more fantasy players, which is which is only good, and that's just off the back of all the all the games we have here. So... It's uh, amazing to have you on, and it's great to, for you to come on and uh, teach us all a little bit about consistency when it comes to draft season, which as much as it's July, people are clamoring now for that, that content straight away. How did you get into this? How did you get into writing about <laughs> fantasy football for a living? 
Well, for a living is is a little bit of a stretch. I still have a full time job. I'm an accountant during the day, and so really, this all started. Well, take a couple steps back. So I started playing fantasy football in 1985, and a friend of mine came home with a um, with this little book uh, by a guy named uh, Chris Charpentier, and it was just called Playing Fantasy Football. It was a small little paperback, and he's like, "Hey, check out this." And next thing you know, we created our own league and of the 12 of our friends and we had a draft and we created, you know, we started playing fantasy football. Um, I'm being an accountant. I was one of the few people that actually worked in an office and actually had a PC at the time with Lotus one, two, three. So I created a little spreadsheet and I would mail out the results every week with stamps and they would go out on Wednesday. So people get them by Friday and then, Sunday, they would call into the uh, my answering machine in my house, leave all their rosters, and that's how we did it until the internet came along and became a part of it, and Yahoo, and et cetera. So that's how I got started playing fantasy football. 2002, um, so that league had been playing. It was a touchdown-only league because we didn't want to get into advanced scoring by any stretch. So we just did touchdown-only, six points for rushing touchdowns, three for passing. Uh, the, the, actually, the quarterback got three, the receiver got three. Um, and then kickers. That's all we had. No team defense. It was just so games would be 24 17, like a real football game. And so 2002, I had Sean Alexander, who was the league MVP this year, that year, as my running back. My team was the uh, second or third highest scoring team in the league. And my team went 7 and 7. And I was furious. I couldn't believe that I could have the MVP on my team for running backs. He had 15 rushing touchdowns, and I still didn't make the playoffs. So being a number cruncher, I actually sat down and tried to figure out what happened. And what I realized was if he would have just scored one touchdown every week for those first 14 weeks, I would have won two more games. Um, but what happened was is he scored five touchdowns in one Monday night game, scored three touchdowns in another game, two touchdowns in a third game. So he scored two-thirds of his touchdowns in three games out of those 14. So the rest of them are a lot of zeros because it's touchdown only. And that's what happened. It was the inconsistency of, of his touchdowns that hurt my season. And so that's where it kind of, I just expounded on that with Excel and, you know, some friends into the programming world. Um, you know, we've gotten to a point today where now you can go to the Big Guy Fantasy Sports website. You can put in your own scoring method under what's called the consistency report. And you can actually see and get a, you know, a download Excel of, the report that shows how consistent the players were in your league last year. And then during the season, we update the stats every week so that you can keep track of your team as they're going. Um, but basically you can see how consistent your players were last year. And maybe you were one of those guys like I was where you, you score a lot of points, but, but your team's not winning. Um, and it could be the consistency of the players, you know, a lot of up and down in your points. So, that's kind of where it went to. It started writing in 2002, started expanding on this idea three years ago after begging a lot of people to put this information into their fantasy football magazine. I finally decided to create my own um, with the help of the self-publishing process with Amazon. And as you mentioned, uh, I was honored last year after just three years of doing it with the Best Fantasy Football Publication Award. And so that's where we are today. So it's been it's been 16 years. It doesn't it seem like it was yesterday when I started all this, but it's just growing leaps and bounds now. 
that's awesome it's such a such a cool story to to hear and uh I mean, we'll get we'll get into the consistency stuff uh, in just a bit because I really want to drill into it because I think what the story you told there about your team being seven and seven with the league MVP and the best rushing back uh, running back in the league I think that we all anyone that's played fantasy football for more than I'd say two years has this story where they have you know scored well and and not made the playoffs and they're like man this is just where head to head is a killer because if it was a points league well people always, or they call it bad luck that's the thing I was just bad, bad luck. luck I always seem I always seem it's always bad luck I always seem to play this guy who scores this many points well that's it's probably true and that does happen I get that but more often than not you're losing by four or five. Because one of your couple of your players were inconsistent, and then the next week you win by fifty, and you think, "All right, now my team's back," and then and you go up and down like that all season long. That's when you realize, "Oh, if I had a guy who scored, you know, twenty points every week, I probably would have won a couple more games and would have made the playoffs." So that's you know, or at least at least help uh, identify you know your uh, your team as you're looking at it. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into that, then let's uh, talk a little bit about you. Then, in in terms of uh, who is your uh, favorite NFL team? Who do you root for, and uh, and why do you support them? Well, I live in Canton, Ohio, which is home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But an hour north, of course, is Cleveland, Ohio. So I've lived here all my life. So of course, I'm a Browns fan, and you know, I've struggled through some rough years recently. But I'm very excited about the team this year, and uh, getting OBJ was certainly a big deal. And uh, now, just got to keep all the egos in check and and win some football games with it. So a lot of people are talking Super Bowl and all that stuff here. And I keep reminding them that, you know, we live in Cleveland. We had teams that could have made the Super Bowls from the past. And, well, things just didn't go well and bad luck and whatever you want to call it. But uh, so I'm excited for the team. But, yeah, I've, I've been a Browns fan all my life. That's awesome. They've got a bit of a cult following here. In fact, uh, I got quite a few buddies that are here over here that are Browns fans, and uh, two in particular, uh, Jack Duffin and Paul Brown, host a uh, daily Browns yeah. football podcast. So they they're good friends of mine, and uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they they do a daily Browns podcast. I, I follow Paul Brown, which is amazing that that is that, and that's his real name. Yeah, that's his. That's his real name. He's genuinely. You understand the connection of Paul Brown to the Cleveland Browns. That's why they called him the Browns. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. What's amazing is that the guy's name was actually Paul Brown. I thought, well, maybe he just goes by Paul Brown, but he's really not, you know. But if that's his real name, then that's a hell. He picked a hell of a name and a hell of an idea to uh, go with doing a Browns uh, thing with Paul Brown as his real name. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'll be sure to uh, to tell him that the next time we're uh, we're having a couple of beers. Um, but yeah, he's a, sure. he's a good guy. But there's a there's a big following for the for the Browns here, and uh, I think hard knocks really helped. And I think um, yeah, we like underdogs in well, this country. We we root for right. teams so that are, <laughs> there you go. Are underdogs. Well, and, believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns they have an organization called Browns Backers, right. and they have sites or or whatever they call them. Um, I guess sites. Or whatever, and they actually we're actually the largest kind of backers program. I think maybe Green Bay might be a close second, but uh, Cleveland actually the Browns backers they call it is one of the biggest organizations like that across the country in various various areas in the United States and overseas as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I've met uh, met a few of them. I uh, know. Um, some people, uh, Chris, my friend from the All 32 podcast, I think is uh, affiliated with a Browns backers organization. I think there's a few out there that are as well. So there's some good people. Um, always got on with Browns fans whenever I've seen them. They've, uh, they've been a, um, a great fan base. And uh, 
I really yeah. hope they have a, a good season and can uh, override some of that uh, bad luck uh, that they've had in previous. That'd be nice. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, the guy, the consistency guy, we're going to get onto it in a minute. Uh, it's out now. How does it feel to have it in the books for this year and and have it out? It's always a great feeling. I actually put it out a month earlier than normal, um, just because I I got done. Um, all, I have three daughters, but they've all moved on in life and graduated from college and got a job, and you know, so they're all doing well on their own. So I'm empty nested. So I had all kinds of free time. So I actually got the guide pretty much done um, and then finalized it right after the draft and put it out May 1st instead of June 1st. Didn't sell all that well in May, um, which didn't surprise me. I thought maybe it would do okay. But but regardless, the fact it was out and it got the attention and was starting to roll. Uh, and now in June, it's just been just blowing up um, already ahead of last year's numbers. So really excited about it. The awards, of course, uh, certainly uh, helps with the street cred to get people to go, well, I've, I've never thought of that before, but geez, I won an award. I guess I should buy it. So I'm hoping that that helps as well and people will enjoy it. And then, you know, come to the site, check out the consistency report uh, t- t- tool uh, and, and look at the other uh, things that are there, other articles, other ideas and concepts uh, that add along with it throughout the season. So that's always fun. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about your fantasy teams then. You talked about uh, starting in 1985. You talked about some uh, heartbreak stories. But in terms of for this season coming, how how many leagues are you playing the play in? And and how many did you play in last year? And how did you get on? (laughs) Well, uh, last year was 30, which was my highest I'd been. I do a lot of uh, drafts with guys in the industry, a lot of expert drafts, I call them. You know, they'll invite me to theirs. I'll invite them to ours, you know. And next thing you know, I don't say no to anybody because, you know, it's fun to draft and be a part of something and beat beat some of the best of the best out there. Um, I'll probably be close to 30 again this year. I did do a lot more best ball drafts over the uh, this preseason. That's been kind of fun. I, I didn't do those as much in the past, but I like using them as kind of a, a basis for what's going on ADP-wise and see the changes from month to month. Um, so I'll probably still be in around 30 of the, you know, uh, leagues where I actually have to make lineup changes in that, but I'm already probably have done 15 or 20 best balls. Be interesting to see how those all flesh out. That's a good number. Uh, I think stocks stocks has got about that many leagues. I'm a I'm a tad no. less, but I've gone up significantly from last year's number of six. So right. And stocks and I are now co-owning in quite a number of leagues because we're like you. We find it difficult to to say no. In fact, we've had to start saying no because it, we got so many requests to do to do leagues, and it was like uh, we'd, we'd love to, but we don't want to be those guys who <laughs> who want to ju- who just ignore you and and things like that. And we, you know, when we play the win, so oh yeah, and, no. and we we got listener leagues going, so we're kind of just going to fill up we filled four up we're probably going to fill another four or five up depends the demand but obviously that that's a team for each of us in there and you know we just trying to temper it so i we said definitely no more dynasty startups um best balls are fine because they're just drafts like if anyone wants to advise a best ball league we'll happily do it because it's drafted it doesn't mean anything yeah i think with um the redrafts i think we've held off a little bit but we'll probably get a bit more into it so in terms of have you done any dynasty rookie drafts uh, this year? And, and if so, who did you take and where did you take them? Um, I'm only in one dynasty league where they do the rookie drafts and they have not done it yet. Um, okay. So uh, that's 
so I haven't done it yet. Um, you know, I, I, there's some good rookies. I mean, I, I kind of look at rookies based on their opportunity that they have. Obviously, Josh Jacobs kind of being the best guy in Oakland is going to have a better better shot at, you know, putting up good fantasy points than others. But you just don't know. I mean, uh, now in the guide, if you I know you've looked through it, you saw the rookies versus consistent, and it shows how effective or how consistent rookies are in their first season. And as you see in there, and I'll just throw out the, the final number, but 8.31%, so less than 10% of the rookies that come out uh, over the last uh, 10 years, well, yeah, 10 years, have earned over a 60% consistency rating in their first year. So they don't always do that well. They may have some big games, like Calvin Ridley was 20th in total points, but his consistency rating was like 44%. So less than half the games, he's killing you. So that's what you got to be careful with rookies is now if they got a full blown opportunity and they're as talented as Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You know, that, that makes sense. But only two last year earned over 60%. And that was Barkley, who of course was 93. And then uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. But he, you know, barely made it, uh, not because um, he, you know, wasn't that good. He, he didn't really get going until the second half. That's when he was 75% consistent, which was nice. And you can see that there's certainly some potential there. And I think that's what we, we've been trying to tell people for a while is when it comes to wide receivers in, in, re, in redraft leagues, very rarely touch them. If you get a great opportunity, it's late in the draft and DK Metcalf is in the 16th round, then yeah, sure, take a, take a dart right. and throw one. But don't expect sure. these guys to go out there and, and, and kill it year one. These guys are dart throws at best because I can't remember the last wide receiver that was a you know a wide receiver one in their rookie year it, it goes back a few years um i can tell you actually i can tell you it was 2017 juju smith schuster was 64 percent. that wasn't great the last time there was a big year was michael thomas had 80 percent in 2016 yeah um beckham had 92 percent in his rookie year in 2014 but, but but yeah you're going back you know two three years here to even get to one guy who was over 80% or more. Um, there were some, like you said, some people that made it over 60, but not much more than that. Exactly. And, and I mean, that class of, uh, that class of OBJ and, and Mike Evans, oh, yeah. it, 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 that's a once a generation uh, wide receiver group. And, and I think that's the point, whereas I would be looking more at second year, third year wide receivers here. I think there's some great crop of guys who didn't have great rookie years that, uh, are definitely more primed to step up. But the problem is now their ADPs are kind of reflecting that as guesses. So it'll be interesting to right. see what happens. But, you know, you, you've done a lot of best ball drafts already. You're in quite a few leagues already. I mean, in terms of your insights so far, do you want to share with our listeners to people they should watch out for as potential steals, that people they should consider drafting based on some of the research you've done? And again, we'll get into the consistency guide in, in just a bit, but. Um, you know, basically, it, what I think I've saw this year so far is there is such a change in whether you're drafting in, in the first six or the last six of the first round. In doing that, you know, if, you, if you're picking, obviously, one through four, you're going to get basically either Zeke, Saquon Barkley, um, Christian McCaffrey, or Alvin Kamara. And so you can't go wrong in any of those guys. They're all, you know, very consistent. In, and it's really worth counting on. Usually by the time you get to the end of the second round, um, there's usually at least one more good consistent running back available. Could be a Dalvin Cook, 
could be um, uh, Devontae Freeman, those kind of guys. So get your two running backs and then, you know, go wide receivers after that. But the, op- the other end is really a wide receiver um, kind of heavy draft, in my mind. Now, I, there are people that will, will pick Joe Mixon at the end of the first round instead of OBJ or Julio Jones. That's, that's up to them, but that's not me. I want the highest consistency I can get, especially my first five or six picks. So a lot of drafts that I've had late picks, um, so we're looking at like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I went two wide receivers and, and load up on a couple of super studs. Well, obviously Hopkins, you know, Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Odeco Beckham Jr., um, those kind of guys. I mean, if you can get one of those five or two of those five at the end of the first round, early second round, I think you're off to a fantastic start. Um, you know, what you're going to get running back wise is you're either going to get Joe Mixon, you know, um, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, maybe Dalvin Cook, if somebody's really high on Dalvin Cook. They're all good, but they're not Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Devontae Adams is good. So, you know, and especially consistency-wise, you want to focus on that. So then by the time it gets back to me in that 3-4 turn, that's when I'm going running back, and I'm getting very solid guys like Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake. I mean, guys that are going to be at least 65, 70% consistent or higher this year, or should be. And so now you've got a really nice core of two running backs, two wide receivers, and then you just fill in the gaps from there after the fact. But that's kind of how I went in most of my drafts. You know, obviously, there are guys that I have ranked much higher, like a Julian Edelman. How Julie Edelman ranked in my rankings on the tier draft list at number six overall. So that's ahead of Antonio Brown, ahead of Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Adam Thielen, et cetera. And people are like, how? And I go, well, look at his percentages. I mean, he was 92% consistent last year, and you saw what he did, what his rapport with Tom Brady in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy is going to get 15 points a week, guaranteed. I mean, it's just a lock. You know, he's going to get eight to nine catches. Um, eight to you know, eight to nine catches, you know, 70, 80 yards, and there you go. Here's your 16 points. So when you have something like that you can rely on, yeah, you might go, well, A.J. Green's this, you know, and, or Michael Thomas is that. I get it, but the numbers speak for themselves. And, you know, but what's nice is, you know, usually I get Julian Edelman in the fourth, fifth round. Um, and if I get – I've had actually drafts where I've picked Julio and, and let's say uh, Julio and Odell Beckham 11-12 or 11 – you know, one, you know, in that one uh, first round, second round turn, um, then took two running backs and then got Edelman in the fifth round because people are like, oh, well, he's good, but he's, you know, but they will pick him ahead of the other players. So, like I said, that's, that's where, you know, the consistency information, the guide will help kind of identify those players for you or your, you know, your listeners out there that can go, hmm, the ADP says I can wait on this guy and this guy's got 80% or 90% consistency. That's, that's where you're going to help make your team have a much better, more consistent core so that then you may be able to take some chances on some rookies later that could fill in and, and help you, you know, get to the playoffs or win a championship career. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a great strategy. I, I just completed a dynasty startup, um, and I appreciate it's dynasty, so Edelman's value isn't quite as high right. as it is in redraft. But I still took him with the 91st pick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 91st pick. That's fantastic. 
I mean, it was super flex. Yeah. It was okay. super flex. All right. So all the quarterbacks went early. I got it. Right. Sure. But they didn't go that early in this draft. So hmm. I, you know, I was the first person to take two quarterbacks, but, you know, they went slightly earlier than normal, but not a huge amount. But still, it was a case of it was the 91st pick. I was like, I've got to pull the trigger on this guy because he's going to give me a, a. He was my third wide receiver off the board. And I probably could have slept another round, but I didn't wow. want to gamble. Yeah, no, that's still a great pick. I don't care where you got him or what, how, you know, I, I realize, and obviously every draft is different. And that's what people have to realize. You know, if you're drafted, you know, if I'm drafting with all my friends in this area, Browns players are going to go much higher, you know, in the draft just because they're Browns players. You know, there's just people that can't draft with their head and not their heart. And um, so, you know, that's, that, that's why you got to know what, what your league is made up of. And, and then kind of adjust, kind of zig when they zag. No, definitely. In terms of from 2018 to 2019, what do you think is going to change in terms of strategy from the research you've done so far? Well, one of the things I created this offseason, um, and it's all in the guide under the draft prep, it's called consistently streaming. Now, streaming a quarterback um, is not new uh, by any stretch. Um, you'll see very many, you know, a lot of sites will talk about you know, hey, instead of wasting a high pick on your draft, uh, on your quarterback and, and having to reach for a Mahomes or Watson or Rodgers or Luck in the fifth round or sooner, you can wait and get a couple quarterbacks that you can stream. And so I took that concept but added the consistency part to it. So I created this fun term called constreaming. And basically, you'll see in the article is that I identified a number of, of quarterbacks and their consistency ratings at home versus away. And was showing like a, a Ben Roethlisberger is 80% consistent at home, but like 38% on the road. Matt Ryan is actually more consistent, has a higher consistency ranking on the road than he does at home. So the idea is, is that instead of reaching too high for those guys, load up on the core consistent running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then pick maybe back-to-back rounds of two quarterbacks, maybe you get a Carson Wentz and a uh, uh, you know Matt Ryan or, or a Jameis Winston and a you know Ben Roethlisberger in, in rounds eight, nine, ten, eleven. Get two of them, and then just match up the consistency information with where they're playing, whether home or away, and just stream with the consistency concept all season. And then that's what I've, I've done in a lot of leagues. Um, now again, every league is different. So I've been in leagues where. I'm watching the quarterbacks not go off the board. And all of a sudden, you know, Mahomes is going in the fifth round instead of the third round, which means, you know, now you can get Locke or Rodgers or Watson or whoever Mayfield in round seven or eight. Well, if that happens, okay, now you can take them and that makes sense. Um, but if you're in a draft where people are jumping on quarterbacks early, um, and I'm talking about a redraft one quarterback, not a super plus, but, you know, then that's, that's a great, great concept to use because then you can load up where everybody else is jumping on the quarterbacks. You can load up on consistent running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then get two very uh, good and consistent, um, it, you know, in, in their, in their spots at home versus away um, later. So that's kind of the new concept and doing the same thing with tight ends because tight ends obviously are not very consistent. There's not a lot of them who are, uh, again, it's the same concept. You either got to reach real high to get Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle, um, or, you know, you're, you're just, you know, stuck. Um, now I like Ingram and I like um, him quite a bit, but like you could get Delaney Walker and, you know, Jack Doyle in the 10th and 11th rounds. 
and they'd be a nice combination to, to, to stream based on where, you know, how, how their, their consistency plays out for their home or away. So that's a new concept this year that I'm, I put in place and um, I'm certainly trying it out in a lot of the best balls that I'm in and want to see how they work. Nice. I like that. So let's move on to the, the guide itself. Then we talked a little bit about where the idea came from. It came from personal experience of, of going seven, seven with the top scoring uh, team in the league with the best players, but it just didn't work out because there was just no week to week consistency. And you had guys loading up with big performances, but what is the real general reason and, and theory behind the consistency guide other than that? So to break it down a little bit for, right. for those who haven't uh, read the guide. Well, the idea is, was, of course, to introduce consistency to the people in the fantasy football world who haven't used it um, and like I have and, and haven't been successful in, in their leagues. One of the most important factors in doing this, and as you mentioned before, um, consistency in fantasy football is not new. I didn't invent this. Um, there's certainly been people that have for years have put up, just put out information. Um, but what I found in their information is that there was a lot of different categories or it was a little more confusing for the typical fantasy football player. So I wanted to make it very, very simple, very easy to understand, and it was always going to be one number, basically. If that guy's 75% consistent, you know what that number means. If they're 50, you know what that means. Um, not, well, you know, in these games, they earned over this many points, so they were elite consistent or standard consistent. I've seen all kinds of charts. And, you know, I get it. Everybody has their twist, and that's fine. Um, certainly not knocking anybody. But I wanted mine to be simple. Um, I also wanted to be um, have the tool that we do on the website that allows people to put in their own scoring method so they can see how consistent the players are in their league because every league is different. You know, some people do six points for passing touchdowns. Some do standard. Some uh, do, you know, bonus points for 300 yards or more. All kinds of cool things, which is nice and fun, but you can't just have one consistency model and say, well, this is the end all for everybody because it's PPR and you shouldn't play anything else. No, that's not the fun of this. Uh, so, you know, that's what I wanted to do. The guide was my way of putting out a fantasy magazine that was going to be different, that people could buy it and, and use it as a tool during the draft prep, but also during the regular season, because in the player profiles, which to me is the key, you can look at their game scenarios of home versus away, how they do, how consistent are they against the top 10 defense, a bottom 10 defense, uh, and use that when you're trying to make those start sit decisions every week. Um, so that's another tool that's, uh, you know, that's in the guide that's under each person's profile. Uh, so I just wanted to be simple, but yet effective and, you know, and be able to answer questions. And like I said, and then I just put it out there and it's grown by leaps and bounds and it couldn't be happy. No, definitely. And it, 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 it's really great. And I guess what, what would be really interesting is, is the listeners so far, they're hearing about this 75% consistency, they're hearing about 80% consistency, and they're hearing these sort of numbers. And I appreciate that it comes to a formula. But how about, can you talk through the to the listeners about how you get to that number, like what that number actually means? Um, and you use a term clutch rate, like just explain a little bit around that without you having sure. to give the whole stall away. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, it, it, so basically... Um, in, and again, if you go to the consistency report, you can actually see this number change in calculation. Um, the idea is that I wanted the calculation to be um, the fact that if they earn over X number of points in that scoring method, that they were going to be 
worthy of being in a starting lineup in a in in a league. Um, and so you can put in the number of teams in your league if you're a 10 team, 12 team, 14 team league, whatever. But let's just stay with we'll just go with the standard 12. So in a 12 team league last year, the clutch factor, and this is the number that they have to get over to earn a clutch game, was 20.21 points in a four point per passing touchdown uh, regular league as a quarterback. So every time a quarterback earns 20.21 fantasy points in a game, they earn a clutch game. Every clutch game gets added together. And so then, if, you know, the more clutch games you earn, the more consistent you are, you take the number of clutch games divided by the number of games played, and that's where the clutch rate comes into play. So if they were 12 out of 16, they were 75% consistent, and that is a very good number. Um, so that's how it all kind of plays out. Um, and then for running backs, this top 24, uh, the number to make in the top 24, receivers to make in the top 36, and tight ends the top 12. Now, there are weeks, um, and during the season when I do my weekly update uh, article, you know, there are weeks there might be 16 or 18 quarterbacks that earn over 20 points. And that go, that's going to happen. Um, but there's also going to be weeks there may only be 10. Um, the idea is to kind of, like I said, average out to about 12. But, you know, the factor changes, obviously, ongoing. Um, you know, I start fresh when I start each year. so. I, I, I'm not basing last, you know, this year's numbers off last year's numbers. Um, it calculates out and, you know, and then we'll adjust as the numbers go up and down. So, um, you know, for example, the last couple of years, um, the quarterback, um, their, their clutch rating has went from 2017. It was only 18.69. And like I said, and, and this year it, or last year it was 20.22, which is no surprise because what is, what is increased in the NFL? The, the passing game. So both the wide receivers and the quarterbacks uh, clutch factor each year has went to a higher level. So that means that, you know, your wide receivers need to earn even more points now to earn a clutch game to be that consistent. And that's, you know, what we try to you know, promote and show to people is that there are changes. It's fluctuating with the game. Um, you know, so that's what, uh, that's what the clutch, that's how the, but kind of the whole concept works from a quote calculation standpoint. Definitely. And I think that makes um, a lot of sense. And for those of you who perhaps are struggling with this concept of quite a new player, it, that's absolutely fine. It does take a couple of read-throughs, but it is beautifully written in the book and it does kind of really explain it in quite an easy-to-digest way. But if there are any questions before you buy it, I'm sure Bob oh, will absolutely. give his details if you're happy to answer any questions. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll be happy to help as, as well. You bet. So I guess one of the things um, I found really interesting when you, you look at this in more detail and you get the data, I think for running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, this is pretty easy to calculate, to work out. Top performers typically are the most consistent. It's pretty straightforward from their, their point rankings, et cetera. And if you map that out over previous years, the top scoring two or three wide receivers or, or running backs tend to be the ones that are ultimately the most consistent because that's how they get to the total. So reverse engineering, it's pretty easy. But with quarterbacks looking at the tiering system that you've kind of got there, it's not necessarily the same. I mean, you've got in the guide, you've got Mahomes in a tier of his own based on last season's stats and um, completely understandable because he was head and shoulders above everyone. But you have quite a really wide gap in um, in tier two that ranges, I think you've got about 10, 11 players in, in that group. And 
it's kind of interesting as to how you've got to that. And there's also some players in there that will really shock fantasy players as to as to who's in there. So do you want to talk a little bit about the disparity with quarterbacks a little bit as opposed to the other positions? Well, as I said before, you know, the, the quarterback position has not been as consistent as it used to be. Um, I think it's because of the factor keeps going up, which makes it harder for these guys to earn that clutch game. You know, when you look at in the tier two, you've got the top, Three guys, uh, in addition to Mahomes, of course, was Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers. You, you can even see last year, Aaron Rodgers was only 56% consistent, which has got to be his worst season ever for a year that he's played a whole year. Um, but let's remember, he also got hurt in week one, didn't even know if he's going to come back and play. He did. You know, uh, the running game was kind of a mess. They got in a fight with McCarthy. He got fired. I mean, it was just a hot mess in Green Bay. So, I still have him ranked as the number four guy just because he's still Aaron Rodgers and he's still going to be great. But you can see that even the best can have an off season, uh, you know, that that's not as productive. Doesn't have awesome for Aaron Rodgers, but you know, occasionally. Then after that, you've got kind of a a grouping of Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Wilson, Newton. Um, that group there is kind of the next wave within tier two. Because they all have the potential to hit 75% in my mind. Uh, Ryan did it last year. I know Baker Mayfield can do it. He was 75% consistent in the second half. Carson Wentz, um, if he can stay healthy, he's put up actually back-to-back years of 73%. And Russell Wilson has been up there as well. Um, all of those guys have that potential to earn that. They all didn't do it last year, but they have that potential then you get the last four, which is Cam Newton, Roethlisberger, Winston, and Garoppolo. Um, probably the Roethlisberger, Winston, Garoppolo is not in the top 12 for many teams. But as you see, Roethlisberger, 75%, ranked him third last year amongst quarterbacks. That's impressive. Um, yeah, there's certainly been a loss of Antonio Brown and you know what's going to happen, this, there, and that. But they always seem to do very well. Ben works with the, you know, makes players better around him. Juju Smith will just pick it up where he left off. You've got James Washington. You've got uh, Dante Moncrief there, Vance McDonald at tight end. Uh, you know, James Conner, uh, Jalen Samuels. So there's a good core around Ben Roethlisberger. Their defense is getting worse. Uh, so, therefore, I think Roethlisberger needs to continue to throw the ball more. Um, Winston, Garoppolo are going to be in the same boat. Their defenses are bad. They've all got – they've all three got good arms. Uh, they've got a good offense around them. They've got good players around them. Uh, I just feel like they have the best potential to be more consistent uh, and, and earn that top 12 spot. Now, I know what people are saying as they look at this, they go, wait a minute. So there's no Drew Brees, no Jared Goff, no Tom Brady. No, <laughs> you're right. There's not because when you look at their consistency last year, those guys were 47% consistent for Brees, 56 for Goff, and 56 for Brady. I mean, none of them, well, Goff basically was top 12 at 56%, which was tied with Brady, but that's not very good. That's barely over half the games are they earning over 20 points in, in, in a standard, you know, passing league. So quarterbacks are really, really um, different, and that's why I can create that con-streaming idea because it might be easier to draft two solid guys like Winston and Garoppolo or Roethlisberger and, and – and, uh, went later in the rounds eight, nine, and ten, and just kind of worked together with them, um, than to rely on one guy 
um, and they maybe have to grab them too early. So, yes, quarterbacks are they're kind of a hot mess. You really have to be careful. Um, and so that's why that kind of is what it is. I think what was interesting, I looked at Winston's numbers because I think a lot of people look at Winston on the field and think, right, guys, not great. I, I'm a Tampa fan, so I, I believe in him probably a little bit more than others. But a lot of people see him on the field and think, and all they see is the turnovers and the behavior and, mm-hmm. and all this and that. But for a fantasy option, he is more consistent than a lot of players. I mean, his consistency rating was in mm-hmm. the top 10 last year. He was 64%. Right. And he was, quote, unquote, trash last year. So right. it's yeah. interesting that people look at him and think, oh, he was garbage. But actually, he was better than 22-plus other guys last year. Absolutely. And and you bring in Bruce Arians, who is, you know, a quarterback offensive, you know, brain trust. You know, they're going and, and their defense is going to be terrible. It's really bad. So, you know, and then when they're playing twice against New Orleans, twice against Carolina, twice against Atlanta, there's going to have to be a lot of points scored for them to stay in this game. And I think Winston's going to be chucking it all over the place. So that's why I think he's a great late round value. Get him as your backup. That's fine. Um, you know, if you want to draft, uh, you know, Mayfield um, or somebody a little earlier, maybe you don't feel comfortable going too deep waiting for a quarterback. If you want to get, you know, Mayfield or, or Wentz or somebody in the seventh, eighth round, and then get Winston the 11th as your backup. That's fine. That's a good, solid backup to have. Um, you never know. Winston starts off red hot. You might be trading him for something to help your team. So, um, you know, there's always, you know, value is value. And sometimes you use that value as a trade uh, trade spot to, you know, help your tight end situation or something else on your team. And if that person's your backup, man, that's just gold. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to put this on tape now. I haven't said it. James Winston, for me, if healthy, will be a top five QB in 2019. That's ballsy, but it's not impossible. Without, I, I can't argue with you. I mean, many people would, but I can't yeah. argue. I mean, I think just because of the amount of throwing they're going to need to do to stay in football games, um, their ground game is eh with Peyton Barber at best. Uh, maybe Ronald Jones figures out how to play. But that team's going to throw. I it, I wouldn't be surprised if Winston leads the league in attempts this year. If he if he can stay healthy and stay out of trouble. Yeah, I I, I and I genuinely think he's going to be up there in attempts. And and the reason I put him in the top five in 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 quarterbacks is purely touchdowns. And and the reason I say that is that for the past two seasons. He has been awful in the red zone. I mean, dreadful. Right. I mean, the bar is so low for him now in the red zone <laughs> that a field goal is a good result. Like, that is how low it is. He can wow. very easily pick up, for me, I put it on the pod the other day, I can, if he put 10 extra touchdowns in the red zone next year, I don't even see that as hard for him because coaching and scheme-wise, you know, they were great at slinging the ball last year, but when they got into the red zone, that nobody had a worse red zone offense in the league than Tampa last year, despite this great top five offense that it was. And it was just because right. they, couldn't, they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Arians knows how to get the ball in the end zone. He knows how right. to do it. And, and I just think it's going to be much... You will see 10 additional touchdowns in the red zone for Winston this year. And I think that's what elevates him from a QB nine, QB 10 to a QB four, QB five, because I just think that upside is just as easy to achieve. If he, 
plays ball with the coach and if he stays healthy now. I mean, if he does his own thing, then that's where he's going to go wrong. But if he trusts right. the coach, I, I, I just can't see how he doesn't do it. And I still don't think that like Tampa are going to win 10 games. I'm not expecting him to do Patrick Mahomes. Thing oh, right. No. And, and no, drag no. a team to the playoffs. Like that, the defense has still got a long way to go. But I just think that he, he will outperform his previous years because the bar is already quite low. And I don't think it's hard. Right. And that's why I think his floor is safe. In terms of then for this guide, I mean, again, we want people to go out there and read it. It's a, it's a brilliant resource. We'll talk about where you can buy it in, in just a moment. But in terms of, are there any pitfalls or advice that you want to give to our listeners to avoid these sorts of pitfalls that uh, you might have suffered in the past or things that by reading the guide, they're going to really understand. And obviously we talked about the consistency value and, and clutch rates and things like that, but is it just an overarching theme here that people can learn in this very quickly as quick takeaways that can get them to be potential playoff contenders and league winners? Well, I think the key is, as I mentioned, uh, that this is just another tool to be able to combine with what you use regularly for your draft prep. So if you get projections from whatever site you do, that's fine. But get, you know, get this consistency information, get the consistency report, you know, go to the website, Right now, that whole report is free. You don't have to pay for the subscription if you don't want to, because I want people to just get a, a kind of a visual of it, of what it does, how it works. Um, but the cool thing is you can go there, put in your own scoring method, and you can you know, download into Excel each position's rankings for 2018. Now, look, take those rankings and put them side by side with your projections for this year, or where your rankings are, and then just match them up. And you, what I think you'll see is, and where I think, you know, you can kind of uh, miss the pitfalls is, is you'll identify then who the consistent and inconsistent players are, and you can make adjustments and, and not have the pitfalls of getting those inconsistent players. Maybe it was Drew Brees. Maybe it was Jared Goff last year for you. You know, uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, there's many of them out there. But look and then, then use that. Again, as your fries to your Big Mac, <laughs> you know, add it to that, and then you'll you won't be drafting those inconsistent players. You'll still be drafting the good players you like, and I get in you know that you've done well with. But this will help you with that scenario. That's your pitfall, probably that's hurting a lot of people is you're you're not identifying the inconsistent players. You're thinking because you see that they ranked in the top ten last year in total points that they must be you know, one of the best fantasy players. They are, but they're just inconsistent. That's what the guide and that's what the tools will do for you. Definitely. And listen, that's what Bob's saying. You can go on the website for free. You can go for free on his website. He'll tell you where it is in a minute and you can go and get this this tool. So if you are in our listener leagues, I'll tell you now, I've already done it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already done it. I've got these And it's numbers. easy to use, right? Yeah, right. so easy if, to use. That's what I mean. Very easy to use. Very easy to do. I did some by hand, and then I realized you have the tool on the website. I was like, well, okay, fine. Um, at least I proved I could do the, the maths in my head, which was good. I will be coming to our drafts with this information. So will stocks. And if you don't, you're behind. And that is ultimately what is going to be key. And it, listen, it's not um, a foolproof method of winning your league. Nothing is in this world because you Nothing can't is. stop no. the human element and anything like that. But more data is better. It allows you to make the right decisions, and it's just like playing poker. We've said it time and time again on the, po- on the podcast. If you do your research, you do your prep, and you follow a process, you'll win more than you lose. And you know what? Sometimes then you can blame on bad luck. If you've done the research and you've got all the data and you've looked at everything, 
and you still lose. Some of that's bad luck. Some of it is we need to look at another way of winning. But at least you can never be criticized for following a process because if it works and it's worked for you in the past and you just add more elements to it, sometimes the best lose. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Oh, yeah. I just say I played in 30 leagues. I won five of them. So, but my, I don't set that as my goal in every league. My goal in every league is to make the playoffs. That's, that's my one and only goal because you can't win a championship if you don't make the playoffs. So sitting there going, well, I, but I was the third highest scoring league in the team. Did you make the playoffs? No. Then it was then it was a losing season in my mind. You've got to get to the playoffs before you can win a title. That's plain and simple. So if you're just missing, or you know you just you know you can say it's bad luck, and and I'm, I trust me, I have those leagues where injuries just kill you. Can't stop that. Um, but the key is is that if you can get that core of consistent starters. And that you can count on every week and then add through, you know, free agency or trades, more players to it, then your team is going to be better off down the road. And you're going to win those two or three games. Maybe it's only one game that could have got you in the playoffs, but you're going to win more games that get you to the playoffs. Playoffs then allows you to win the championship. Doesn't guarantee it because nothing does. But my goal every year is to make the playoffs. And in those 30 uh, leagues, I think I made 17. So, you know, again, I was more than, more than, and these against all the you know, other experts across the country. So, you know, I'm playing against some of the best of the best and still doing a pretty good job of making the playoffs of most of those leagues. So that's what you want to do. That's what you want to focus on. Um, and, and this can help you do that. Definitely. The, the way I like to put it is it gives you more opportunities to win. It's like buying an extra right. ticket to the lottery because every right. time you get something like this and, uh, we we talked, we had Joe P. Spear, the Fantasy Black Book, and we talk about uh, relative positional value. And uh, right. you, know, you get analysts on who give, I mean, listen, there's there's a hundred ways to, to skin this cat. You've got to find what you want to believe in. But consistency is something that you can't argue because you want to have a guy who's going to do it. You'd rather have the guy who gets 12 points every week than the guy who gets 25 and 5 and 25 and 5. Right. Because it's right. take yeah. that to the bank. And that's what you want. And, the, the funny thing is, is that we have, uh, so Joe Pispy is a very good friend of mine. Uh, we have a little fun, healthy competition between each other. He sells many more books than I do. But, but we said the funny thing we see a lot is when we go on the website on, on Amazon, we see that a lot of people buy both of our books at the same time because Joe's book is great. And that relative value thing is just, you know, it, it is exactly what you're looking for. Um, but people like that it's two new, you know, putting us two together is a nice way to combine your information, um, you know, add more tools. But, you know, definitely if you go out, if you buy mine and haven't bought the Fantasy Black Book, do that as well. If you buy the Fantasy Black Book and haven't bought mine, buy mine. But um, we see them bought a lot together. Um, it's quite, quite funny. And I, and I can totally understand now owning both publications. I totally understand why, because... They're not rivalry. They they don't talk, no. you know they they complement each other actually in a lot of ways because yeah. one's talking about value position in drafts, but then actually when you factor in that value position, you then factor in the consistency and actually go, my RPV might be slightly off because the guy's not consistent. Whereas I can take a guy in another position where it's quite a tiebreaker, and actually I can take the wide receiver here who is more consistent than the running back who is upside only. And that's where right. you make smart decisions by having multiple tools. Yeah, definitely. doesn't surprise me that people like both. I love both, so I can, I can totally uh, buy into <laughs> that. 
So talking, uh, talking about the guide, we've talked about it in, in quite some depth. Um, like you said, you know, it's an award-winning guide. Um, why don't we tell people where they can go onto the site to get, to get their free guide, where they can um, obviously plug in their league settings and, and work out some consistency guides, almost like a tribe before you buy, and then where can they go and buy uh, the guide, and I'll also tweet them out in the show notes, etc. So the, uh, the printed copy of the book you can get off Amazon, so Amazon.uk for you guys, um, Amazon.com for us here in the States, uh, but pretty much any Amazon across the world, it's for sale. So regardless of where you're listening from, uh, you can get it there. Uh, that'll get you the printed copy. Now, here's what I tell the people the best way to do this. Um, now, as you mentioned, you can go to BigEyeFantasySports.com. Under the tool section, you'll see the consistency report. Go there, click on it, do, uh, you know, like Murph said, just put in the scoring method that, you know, for, uh, and it applies to the positions. And then you can download into Excel those that information for your league from last year. That part is free. Um, but what's cool is in the guide itself, there's a, a coupon code, and you can actually upgrade to the VIP status, which will give you all access to that entire site from now to the end of the season. And it's only $10 to upgrade. So that way you get the best of both, both worlds. You get your printed guide. Um, any updates that I do to the guide and the tier draft list will be available there as part of the VIP update. Um, and, you know, any questions you want to email me through Twitter or through email, uh, you can do that. Um, but basically, that's where you can find everything and love to help some people, you know, uh, get to some playoffs and win some championships. There you go. So basically, you're getting your own personal fantasy football guru for 10 bucks. <laughs> Pretty much. That's like the best sales pitch ever. <laughs> well, it's twelve bucks for the guy or twelve ninety nine for the guy, so it's like twenty three dollars. But yeah, that's fine. I mean, and I love helping people. There's nothing that makes my day more than getting those emails at the end of the year from people who either were, you know, the guys, people we talked about just missing the playoffs or whatever. But I love getting the ones from people who are like, Bob, I have totally sucked at fantasy football. I almost quit. You're my last hope. Help me. And then when they make the playoffs, I've even had a few win the championship. Just getting, just I can feel the the smiles coming through with the thank yous for man, Bob. It just you made it so easy. It was so helpful. Thank you so much. You know, I can't wait for next year's guide. Tell me when it comes out. You know, I literally have people emailing me like daily. Like, is it out yet? Is it on Amazon yet? Can I buy it? Uh, that's what makes my day. I mean, you know, yeah, I make a little money off this on the side, but it's you know, it's, I'm never going to quit my real job. But it's just, those are the kind of things that make my day. The award was fantastic, but you just can't put a price on people's, you know, admiration of just helping them win that title. That, you know, it may have won them three, $400, and that's fine. But it's just the fact of winning. That's what it's about. It's about beating your friends, trash talking, having fun, making it, you know, a good time. That's what it's all about, and that's what I love doing. Absolutely. And you know what? Why not? So... Why don't uh, you tell everyone where they can uh, where they can find you on Twitter as well? So that if there's any questions before they buy, they can interact with you and, yep. and ask any questions. Um, we'll, we'll obviously link you out, but but where can people find you? You can find me at Bob underscore Lung, just like you breathe with. So L U N G. So at Bob underscore Lung, follow me, and I'd love to help anybody out. Hit me up with questions, and uh, we'll we'll get you get you on your way to uh, a better a better fantasy year. I love that. 
And, you know, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Would love to have you on at some point in the season just to see how things are going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Or even maybe August, right before we get close to draft time, we can talk about some stuff, maybe some changes in ADPs or, you know, stuff like that, uh, some of the things. So, but yeah, anytime, uh, honored to come on. It's, uh, like I said, it's really cool to, you know, be kind of international with this stuff. And I love the fact that you guys are, you know, adding, you know, making a, an impact in, in your country with this. And I wish you guys the best of luck. No, I appreciate that. Listen, we'll have you on anytime. Let's get you on in August. We'll work out a date and, and make that work. Um, yeah, to talk about some changes and last minute questions. But yeah, as for being international, listen, the, the game's growing here all the time. And uh, we're just trying to give our listeners the best data there is out there and, and your guide is definitely cool. in, that, in that category so rush nation definitely go out and buy the guide if you're struggling for links i'll tweet a link out where to go in fact you know what we're probably going to buy a couple of copies and hard copies and we'll uh, do some form of giveaway with them as well just to spread the love because it is worth owning so listen out for those we'll get uh, some of those sorted and, in the and you have and if you want um i think i did i email you a pdf of the guide originally right you did okay if you want to give away some PDFs for free to people, um, listeners, whatever, however you want to do it, you're more than welcome to. And I'll send you an update whenever I do updates on the book. And, but, you know, I want to share this information and, you know, if we can, you know, and I want you to get some new listeners. So if you want to do some, you know, new listener contest or Twitter follower contest, give away a guide every once in a while, you have my uh, permission to give away some free ones to, Spread the love uh, across the UK, man. Oh, man, amazing. See, you've got the man himself who's telling us to give it away. So we will definitely work out some creative ways to do that. And uh, we will definitely also give away some of the hard copies as well. So uh, fantastic! it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Can't wait to talk to you again. Guys, it's been a, a full-on week with uh, with four podcasts dropping this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Stop smiling. be reunited again next week. But until then, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 